This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Well, welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Juan Gossett. Juan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Well, before we talk about your career journey, if you would, could you please tell us what did you want to be when you grew up? That's uh, interesting enough. So what I wanted to be uh, when I was younger was actually a, a Major League Baseball player. Oh, nice. Were you uh, good at t-ball? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was pretty good at t-ball uh, for sure. And so I actually, throughout um, growing up, I probably was, that was my best sport um, overall until I got bored a little bit. Uh, I think I played it so much to where come high school time, um, I kind of uh, had worn worn, uh, worn down uh, from just all of the games, long seasons. And so I uh, wound up gravitating towards football. Okay. Well, that's really cool. So I usually ask, what's, what was one of your favorite subjects or hobby in school? So it sounds like you're all about the sports. <laughs> so school was a uh, was actually on my mind as well. I was uh, lucky enough to uh, to be in academically advanced classes growing up, and then in high school I wound up uh, uh, learning about economics, and that really grabbed my attention. And so uh, that's what I wound up uh, majoring at the University of Cincinnati in economics. Wow, that's really cool. Now, what was one of your first jobs? One where you earned a paycheck and you know felt like you had some responsibilities. First job was uh, delivering newspapers. I don't know if that's still common uh, today, but back uh, when I was younger, that was kind of uh, the the one you, you can get before you turn 16. And so I had a paper out. Wow, that's really amazing because you don't really hear about those much anymore, do you? No, no, no. Everything with uh, being online and whatnot, uh, for sure. I'm sure that's probably changed uh, the dynamics a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, tell us, what do you do today? Yeah, so I'm an employee benefits consultant with USI Insurance. And so I help companies, uh, corporations mitigate risk and reduce costs on their uh, insurance spend. So if you would break that down a little bit for me and for our students, <laughs> if you're with a company and you get benefits, meaning you get like health care coverage, insurance coverage, and it costs so much a month. So your job as it relates to the end product, say I'm you know, I'm an employee at X company. How, how does that look from my end? You got it. So I'm going to work with uh, the C-suite to make sure that they're able to offer the best benefits um, at the most competitive uh, pricing structures. And so uh, anything that we can do to, in, to enhance the programs, we will. Uh, but also strategically, we're going to look at how uh, we can make sure that uh, from a, a cost perspective, maybe we're uh, transitioning uh, risk, taking on appropriate risk to ensure that we can keep our, our costs down and, and uh, maintain uh, a good program for years to come. So you're in a kind of a tightrope kind of area because you're trying to make sure it works for your company while you're making sure it works for the worker, the consumer, where you know they get appropriate health care at a reasonable cost, correct? You got it. You got it. I think that's where a lot of times the, the, the whole economics background really comes into play and really being able to, to, to share because uh, there's sometimes there's some give and sometimes uh, that there's some movement that we have to make strategically. That's going to give us the best position to, to, to win uh, as a company, but uh, even more so win 
uh, for our employees uh, from a satisfaction standpoint to where we can hire and, and retain those employees and make sure that everyone's happy at the end of the day. So now, do you work with multiple companies as your clients? That I do, that I do. So I work with companies all over, uh, some locally, um, even all the way up into uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, everyone is in the similar situation of how can we really uh, attack kind of the rising healthcare costs. And so uh, those that are looking for a strategy and innovation and uh, ways to be able to do so, that's what they, they want to speak with us about. Now, let me try to understand this because I find it really fascinating. So every time there's a healthcare law change, you have to understand that, correct? You have to understand what it means, how it impacts your customers, meaning the companies you work with, and they need to Mm -hmm. understand how it impacts their employees. Is that correct? You're exactly right. And uh, luckily enough, I'm blessed to have uh, such a great team uh, behind us here. We have uh, multiple ERISA attorneys on staff. And so uh, when anything uh, comes out, they're the first to know. And so then they're going to give us appropriate guidance and that knowledge. uh, And we're able to pass that along to our clients as well to see what those changes and how they're going to affect us uh, moving forward. Now, what does your typical work week look like? It's it's interesting because uh, you're you're really dealing with a, a, a lot of a lot of time that you're looking for solutions and innovation, there's a lot of meetings, there's a lot of planning. And so what you see from an open enrollment standpoint, which may be uh, uh, have a meeting and then I'm enrolling over a week or two period, that's a culmination of probably nine to ten months of work. And so uh, from our days, I mean, it's a, it starts uh, 7.30 uh, group meetings all the way to the end of the day where we may be with vendors or individuals learning what's what's the next big thing right what can we do to really give us an edge uh, and I really take a lot of those things from from football and uh, to it's almost like a football coach right football coaches never sleep there um, if they're not uh, sharing uh, what they've learned with their their athletes to put them in the best position to win they're going out and they're researching uh, other ways to continue to be innovative and uh, strategic uh, to give them the upper hand. And so that's kind of how our days work as well. So for our students, as an employee, typically you have a two-week window in which to sign up for next year's benefits. So you can sign up for your dental plan, for your eye vision plan, for your health care plan. And so all of your work is leading up to that two-week trigger point where, you, you know, you got to make sure everything's set because when they they start you know signing up, you got to make sure you're 100 percent locked and loaded, correct? Oh yeah, you got it, you got it. So there's back end negotiations, and there's also because every year you're going to have a renewal, right? Um, the insurance carriers are going to say, hey, you performed uh, well from a claim standpoint the year before, or you didn't, and and maybe your risk uh, structure is a little bit different than it was last year. So uh, sometimes you'll see increase. Uh, we hope to see some decrease, and et cetera or at least a level from a, a premium standpoint. But uh, we have to be prepared uh, when that renewal comes back from our carriers to where we have a, a good, bad, or ugly scenario of what our next uh, move is so that when it does come for uh, open enrollment, we've already uh, are, have prepared and we're ready for that for the employees. Yeah, so the vendors you mentioned, which are the companies you deal with, would be like the dental. You might de- be dealing with multiple dental companies as far as the dental benefit, correct? You're exactly right. So uh, dental carriers, vision carriers, uh, life, there is some supplementary products. And then there's also tools now from a care management standpoint um, that can, can help those individuals if, let's say, they're diagnosed with uh, diabetes or, or different things of that nature. And so there are so many uh, uh, solutions 
out there in an attempt to really uh, kind of uh, reduce costs out there. Uh, but you just have to, uh, to to be aware of what those are, and so that's our job is to know what's the the latest and greatest, so that we can provide that information to our clients. Yeah, that's great. That's really awesome. Well, tell us you wanted to be a baseball player in your growing up, then you kind of went to football, and now you're in the healthcare world. How'd you get there? Take us from playing <laughs> baseball to today. Yeah, nice. so at baseball, I was uh, I played all the way into my junior year in high school, and. I started playing football in my sophomore year in high school. I did play one year in the sixth grade and a half of seventh grade, but truly started playing a sophomore year in high school. And once I did that, I decided that I wanted to run track in the spring uh, to get faster for football. It was at the same time as baseball season. So what I would do, I would uh, go from baseball practice and I'd hop the fence and I'd go practice uh, on the track field. And then once my race was over, I'd come back and jump over the fence and play baseball. So, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it was fun, uh, and uh, but also grueling. Eventually, I went full-time uh, from a track perspective just because that's my, my intention r- r- really turned into pursuing football as, a, as my sport. Obviously, I went and played at the University of Cincinnati, which we'll probably get into later. And then I had the opportunity to play with the New York Giants as a safety there before an injury kind of stopped uh, the career path there. From that point on, I went and actually started a mortgage company with a a good friend of mine here from Ohio in Marco Island, Florida. Uh, We went to take advantage of some of the, the, in Cape Coral, Florida, it was the last uh, undeveloped uh, canal systems in Florida. And so property values were rising, and so we invested in uh, real estate and uh, did mortgages there in Florida before uh, the market crashed. You've seen movies and all those things about the 2007. Right. Well, yeah. uh, we experienced that firsthand and really uh, got hit, took a direct hit from the, that. And so I kind of came back to Ohio licking my wounds. I was lucky enough to meet a recruiter that really said, hey, we'd like to, to, to bring some of your skills and abilities into insurance. And so I haven't left since. Wow, that's great. That's a really interesting career trajectory there. So how long were you playing uh, in the NFL? I was in there for long enough for a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> so I got hurt in uh, training camp. So in college, I tore my ACL, LCL, PCL, and both meniscus uh, my true freshman year. Uh, oh, wow. and so for, for most people, they said uh, that they probably would never see the field again. Um, I was blessed enough to have a, a great uh, surgeon and a training staff that got me back uh, kind of from a bionic man standpoint. My head coach, Rick Renner, called me the medical miracle and um, played the next four years and um, was able to uh, sign with the New York Giants. And then as we went in the training camp, uh, I tore that same knee. Um, and at that point, I couldn't uh, play anymore. So it was, a, again, I like to say that it was a, uh, long enough for a cup of coffee, but a uh, great experience overall. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And for our listeners, you're actually our third NFL football player. If you wanted to hear the others, listen up for Anthony Munoz as well as Phil Costa. So awesome. Well, you're our third NFL football player, so that's pretty cool. I wish your awesome. stay in the NFL was a little longer. <laughs> so <laughs> Me, me too, me too. But I think the the way that my body feels now, I probably won uh, in that one because uh, if it felt any worse after after having a long uh, career in the NFL, then uh, I'd be in trouble. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to look at it for sure. Well, as a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by Career Cluster. So we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which was a baseball player. 
that turned into a football player and what you actually do today. So looking back, if you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? If if I could do it all over again, I would really dial in on the little things uh, at, a, at a younger age. I know that uh, we all think that um, there, there's a lot of time for recovery and that, uh, uh, that uh, we can there's always time to regroup and which is true right you can always have an opportunity to start over um at any point in life but if i really focused on uh if there's one thing it would be focused on the, the the little things and really and really preparing for the long term of those effects i think that would be one thing for 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 people to to truly think about another thing would be to really take advantage of the the mentorships and the, the the people around you that uh, that, that want to help and see you succeed, because as you build that network and you find that out later on in life, that the people that you are around are, are going to be a reflection of who you become in many ways. And so, those are those are a couple things that uh, I really would ensure uh, that to even do even better second time around. Yeah, that's great. And I recently heard the phrase, "You are the average of the five people you hang out with." And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Well, let's talk to the student who would like to do what you do. What advice would you give them? So, honestly, I would tell more students uh, to get involved and, and look at opportunities in the employee benefits world uh, because it's one of those things where I think a lot of people look at from an insurance broker con- uh, perspective of insurance kind of be boring or um, you think of a door-to-door sales uh, person um, perspective. But... Uh, that's not the case. Uh, there's there's opportunity for residual income, um, which uh, is 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 not as a, from a transactional approach, but can really change uh, the dynamics of of your life. And also, um, there's so many different positions within insurance, from a underwriter to account executive, account managers, um, that all play major roles within insurance. And so, if there was someone that isn't thinking about insurance, I would tell them to think about that. And if there's someone that would was in particular thinking about insurance, as you said, I would just tell them to really focus on uh, on the learning um, as much as they can. There's programs through SEBS, which is a uh, a certification that you can get that's really going to put you in position of the top five percent of individuals in the industry. And also, I would just say find a, a mentor in the industry that is doing well and uh, and really learn as much as you can. Uh, as you uh, continue on your path uh, to success. Yeah, and I think, you know, that job or just jobs in general are unheralded. A lot of folks don't know about them, but once they do know about them from forums such as this, you know, they really realize what a great opportunity it is. So I love the fact that, you know, you're talking about it's not just your job. There's a lot of other jobs that they might be interested in. And mm-hmm. I would love to have a few contacts to have an underwriter, an actuary, those types of folks on this show as well. So Definitely. Uh, that's yeah, that's really cool. Well, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? So uh, my book, 22 Ways to Tackle Success, uh, is the most recent project. And uh, it really is a story of really taking through uh, some of the times of, of uh, my lowest point. So that lowest point when I tore my ACL, LCL, PCL, both meniscus, and um, and I was told that I probably wouldn't play football again. Um, how do you get back up from that and, and really say uh, that uh, it, the, the future looks uh, grim, but um, I'm going to make it? Uh, and so what are the steps that you can put into play to have success uh, in not only the worst situations, but also in good situations to really put yourself in best position to win, uh, and not just one time, but win overall. So that's where 22 Ways uh, to Tackle Success comes from, utilizing a lot of uh, 
things learned from life and athletics uh, and put into uh, real life today. And is that currently available? It is. It's available at www.22wtts.com, and it's also available on Amazon. Awesome. As with most journeys, success largely depends on transportation, and I'm a huge car guy. We don't know each other, but if you could tell me, what was your first car? Yeah, so uh, my first car was a hand-me-down from my granny, and uh, it was an <laughs> Oldsmobile Cutlass. I think it was probably in 96 that I got that car, maybe 95, and so I'm sure it was probably like a, a lower 80 model Cutlass. I had to put water <laughs> in the uh, every time I got in it and every time we stopped. Uh, and so at every stop sign, it steamed, but uh, that was my car. I loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's taking me back. You got to put water into your uh, your radiator just to keep going. I haven't done that oh, in a yeah. long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what is your dream car if you have one? I've been luck- I've been truly blessed to have a lot of uh, uh, great cars, um, all the way from uh, the BMWs to the, uh, to the Range Rover. And so... If I had to say from a dream car perspective now, um, hey, who knows? Maybe it's the next car uh, one day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a Porsche. Oh, nice. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. That's nice. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm a big Porsche fan myself. Well, one great perk to some jobs is a company car. So that's a tremendous benefit. And if I had all the money in the world, I'd like to buy you a cool company car based on your job. So this one was fun because I went the route of... <laughs> You're a benefits guy. I used to have a fleet car as a benefit okay. in one of my previous employers. So I started Googling, like, what are the best fleet cars? And I stumbled across Mercedes-Benz apparently has a really good fleet car program. And then I said, well, what's the top of the line Mercedes-Benz that would be the perfect car for you? So I came up with a 2020 Mercedes Maybach. Have you ever heard oh, of this wow. car? I have. I have. Yeah, these are crazy. They're, like, really crazy, like 200 grand plus but they have like airline seats, a heat cool massage, and they have like handcrafted pillows in the back seat. They sense your face. It can read your face to see if you're <laughs> stressed or not. And if you're stressed, it will change the lighting and the music and the mood and the temperature to kind of make you feel better, which is just really nuts when you think about it. So <laughs> if I had all the money in the world, that's the cool company car I would buy for you. Well, well, I hope that uh, that comes true one day to where you have all the money in the world because that sounds like a great car for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it is available for you to see at learnfromothers.org. You just have to scroll down to the very bottom. But when your podcast is posted, it will be at the very top. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today. What's the best way for listeners to learn more about you or your company? Definitely. Um, and so LinkedIn is always a good way. So definitely uh, connect with me on LinkedIn uh, for sure. Uh, and also, um, we do have through the, the, the webpage, uh, www.22wtts.com, uh, we'll have all type of updates and, and, and ways uh, to get a hold of us for sure. So definitely appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.